Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Thessalonians. Today is episode 364. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Let's read our passage. For you yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our visit with you was not without result. On the contrary, after we had previously suffered and were treated outrageously at Philippi, as you know, we were emboldened by our God to speak the gospel of God to you in spite of great opposition. For our exhortation did not come from error or impurity or an intent to deceive. Instead, just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please people, but rather God who examines our heart. For we never used flattering speech, as you know, or had greedy motives. God is our witness, and we didn't seek glory from people, either from you or from others. Paul had come to Thessalonica after being in Philippi on the second missionary journey. He had Silas and Timothy with him. They preached the word, but there was opposition, and so they weren't in Thessalonica long, but then had to leave and go to Berea. They continued south to Athens, and Paul sent Timothy back to Thessalonica, then he continued on to Corinth, and now Timothy and Silas have rejoined Paul in Corinth, and based on the report that he's gotten, he's sending this letter. Well, obviously the author of the letter is Paul. He sends it as from the three of them, from Paul, Timothy, and Silas. And it seems that there's been some criticism of Paul, that People are saying that he's not really sincere. He's probably just trying to get money out of you guys. Because itinerant preachers are not unheard of. They're fairly common. And they would come through town and preach. And some of them were sincere. But many of them, it was just a a way to get money. A way to to make a living. And I guess maybe make a good living if you could uh, really get the people riled up. People have been critical of Paul attacking his motives, and saying he's only after the money. That's part of what Paul's countering here. Now, we just saw in chapter 1 where he's talked about the faith of the Thessalonian people and that it's how people all over the region have heard of it. So he continues now in chapter 2, verse 1. He says, For you yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without result. He's contrasting that to what he had just said, that everyone around knows about your faith. Now he's shifting it to, but you yourselves know the truth. You don't have to base anything on what anybody else has said. You guys know the real skinny on what things are like and what things were like and what went on. And you know what happened with our visit. And so he says it was not without result. Some translations say was not a failure. That is, they came like itinerant preachers come through, but they actually had results. A lot of people came to Christ. A lot of people came to faith. And there was a lot of opposition because they had results. So we don't have to go based on what people in the region know. You guys, you in the Thessalonian church, you know what really happened. Verse 2, he says, on the contrary, on the contrary, meaning that it was a failure, 
that we didn't have results, but no, we did have results. On the contrary, after we had previously suffered and were treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know, we were emboldened by our God to speak the gospel of God to you in spite of great opposition. I mentioned the treatment they received in Philippi. Remember, they were preaching the word in Philippi. There was a great uproar uh, against them, and and they were dragged before the city leaders, and challenges were were made against them, saying that what they were doing was not legal according to Roman law. It really was. But the city officials had them flogged and taken to jail and put in stocks. Stocks are those wooden clamps that they put over your hands or your feet. Probably it was over their feet. So they were probably sitting in, in prison then with their feet locked in these stocks after they had been flogged. And remember, that's where they were miraculously released from the jail. The Philippian jailer then came to Christ along with his whole family. And then when the city officials sent word to release them, Paul and Silas refused to leave until the city officials came and apologized to them. Well, they still had to leave town. They were treated outrageously in Philippi. And he adds, as you know. So, verse 1, he says, you yourselves know. Verse 2, as you know. He, He keeps going back to, you guys have firsthand knowledge. So, don't be swayed what people are saying. You guys know the truth. We were emboldened by our God to speak the gospel of God to you in spite of great opposition. Well, this speaks to the idea of they're just itinerant preachers trying to get something out of people. No, they were treated terribly in Philippi. And instead of turning tail and getting out of that region, they continued to the next town, to Thessalonica, and continued to speak. And they continued to receive opposition. So. If they weren't sincere, if they were just trying to get something out of it, well, then obviously they wouldn't have stayed in Thessalonica. And verse 3 says, For our exhortation didn't come from error or impurity or an intent to deceive. Our exhortation, that's what we preached, what we proclaimed. And it didn't come from error. No, it wasn't wrong. It was true. And it didn't come from impurity. No, it came from God himself, it came from pure hearts. And it was not an intent to deceive, it was an intent to proclaim the truth of God. Then verse 4, he kind of amplifies that, where he said it wasn't an error. Instead, just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please people, but rather God who examines our heart. This speaks to the, the idea of error and impurity. It was, no, this is not error. We just make stuff up. This is the gospel from God. We're speaking the truth. And God's the one we're really worried about. We're not just trying to impress people. We're trying to serve God faithfully. And God's the one who examines our hearts. This speaks the idea of error. No, this is true. This is God's gospel. And as far as impurity, no. Our, Our hearts are... We are responsible for what we're doing to God. So they are speaking to the purity of their hearts. Then verse 5. For you never use flattering speech, as you know, 
or had greedy motives, God is our witness, and we didn't seek glory from people, either from you or from others. But he's speaking of how they dealt with it. They weren't trying to impress people. They were trying to proclaim the truth. So they had to use a lot of fancy language, a lot of uh, tricky stuff to try and impress people and trick people into doing something. They just shared the plain truth of the gospel and their motives were pure. And he says, God is our witness. But he also had this thing of, as you know. So again, he's speaking to their knowledge. You guys were there. You guys saw what we did. You heard what we said. You accepted what we said. You know the truth. So it doesn't depend on what other people are saying about things. And if other people are criticizing what we did, you know what we really did. You know what really happened. And we weren't trying to impress anyone. We didn't use tricky language. And we weren't looking to puff ourselves up in front of others. Our motive was to serve God and bring to you the truth of the gospel. So Paul's dealing with the criticisms that have been levied against him. And he is pushing them back on the Thessalonians saying, you guys know what really happened there. So you don't need me to give any testimony about it because you yourselves know what really happened. So he is challenging them to make judgments based upon what they know to be true, what they know really happened versus what other people are saying about them. And that's always a challenge for us. Are we doing what we do out of pure motives? Are we trying to impress people? Or are we just trying to faithfully serve the Lord? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Thessalonians.